You, I saw you roll your eyes at that. Me? <laughs> yeah. Libro FM, it was one of my influencer books, so probably in the last year. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living a Life Through Books, the podcast about everything bookish. I'm your host, Dr. Shanaz Ahmed, and today is Book Club. Before I bring up our conversation, I wanted to say that your support of my podcast means a lot to me. The easiest way is to buy me a coffee. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash LLTB podcast. Every coffee you buy me helps keep me alert and this podcast going. I'll add the link in the show notes and I thank you. And let's get straight to book club. Welcome, everyone, to today's book club. We're actually doing two books today, and it's kind of a compare, contrast, discuss, very similar books. We're doing Age of Vice by Deepthi Kapoor, and we're revisiting a book that we actually did for, I think, our first book club. Our second book club is uh, White Tiger by Arvind Adiga. So we're doing both books today, so it's kind of going to be a little bit out of element because it's kind of like first thoughts, but first thoughts about what? Well, first thoughts about what book, you know, like, so it, it's just kind of, um, we'll just play with it and see how we go. So um, what is your combined, like, first, do you have a separate first thought about each book or do you have a combined first thought? Who wants to go? I can go first just because like, um, I think how this whole thing came about is that somebody said, let's reread White Tiger. And I and you were like, do we want to do that? Do we not want to do it? And I was like, let's like, like, let's mix it up and let's compare it to another similarly themed book, which I had just finished reading Age of Vice. And so, sorry, <laughs> I just saw your eyes, Shanaz. But what? um you, I saw you roll your eyes at that. Me? <laughs> yeah. No, I was, no? Like, I was losing. I, I got new contacts, so my eyes are always okay. like, okay, sorry. No, we'll I was blame it on the contacts. Um, contacts. <laughs> but I had thought, well, okay, it's these are similarly themed books. So for those of us that had read it the first time and done the regular book club the first time, it kind of, you know, would make it fresh for us. I So my initial thought is that there were different, slightly different plot lines, but similar and similar themes and so that's why I had suggested comparing the two I like when I read Age of Vice and as I was listening I did the audio and as I'm listening and I'm listening and I'm listening I don't I kind of remember White Tiger I remember the themes in White Tiger like he was a he grew up and he built his way up to being a chauffeur for this rich family I know he had a lot of stuff right and then he becomes the chauffeur and then some things happen. And anyway, finally he becomes this millionaire and having like some kind of a center or whatever. Um, and I'm doing, you know, age of vice. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, who's making Ajay, right? Ajay is, I'm kind of like, okay, very similar. You know, he starts off at this farm and, you know, like a little bit of like the whole growing up and being a servant and you know like that process was very similar I thought um so I completely understand and respect why you picked 
Age of Vice with White Tiger. So I perf- I thought it was perfectly tuned in. If we had to pick two books, I think these two would have just been the books to pick. So that was my first thought, really. Like, good job, Aaron, that you picked the two books that really blended well. Anyone else first thoughts? Uh, my first thought about um, reading this one was the not not White Tiger, the other one. It was so sad, like tragedy after tragedy after tragedy. And I'm like, oh, my God, can these poor people catch a break? And of course they don't. And so <laughs> through the whole book, I was like, oh, my God, just waiting for like something positive to happen. And it was there was no hope for that, unfortunately. So it was it was it was kind of depressing. <laughs> it was good. It was just, yeah, dark. You're talking about Age of Vice, right? Correct. What do, what do you think about doing both together? Like, do you think it's a good idea that we're doing both together as a first thought? It makes sense. And there were, um, I, I think the main character from White Tiger was kind of analogous to AJ at the beginning, I think. Um, and I could definitely see some uh, some other like character traits come out later in the police chief who was a woman um, in Age of Ice. Um, I feel like that was also a character in in White Tiger, although um, this is vague. <laughs> but right. I, but I, think there were, I, I think there's definitely some connections and overlap there. Anyone else? First thoughts? Me too. I thought it's like, you know, I think they're both very parallel. So many things which happen in Age of Ice also happens in um, uh, the White Tiger, except that the White Tiger is in the, what to say, it's more like First voice, whatever you call that, mm-hmm. first person, first person, uh, first first person, person account. Uh, whereas in Vice, it was like uh, a lot of things happening, so it was more a story form. Whereas this was as if somebody was reading a book mm-hmm. to you. I mean, I heard both audio versions, you know. So for me, it was like as if somebody was reading a book to me. Um, so other than that, as Dr. Jen said. It's a little dark, you know. It brings out the neg- more the negatives of a country than the positives. Uh, that's what I think. There are so many positive things, but this was, you know, I would say everything was negative to me except maybe one or two. I don't know. So it was more the negatives of a country to say how bad the system is and everything. How how uh, what to say uh, the, the something called the caste system, which puts down people so much, the downtrodden cannot come up unless they have to do, you know, something else. So I think that is highlighted very well in both the books. So that's what I think. And it's a little dark, as Dr. Jen said. Not a little, lot dark. <laughs> I was just going, little dark? Wow. I, I would, I'd love to know what dark is to you. If this is a little dark, <laughs> I'd love to know what a lot dark is. I, I really, you know. <laughs> Sophia. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I think it's a great idea to do both the books together. Um, I will confess that I haven't finished Age of Wise. I have finished two-thirds of it. So I'm on page 626. And in my Kindle, it's 900 pages. So I am in the part where she is describing the accident. I'm reading that part right now where she's describing the accident to, I think, Dean, uh, that how everyone was in the car and everything. So I don't know how Age of Wise ends and uh, if there's any positivity in there, but I will completely agree with what you guys have said that it is both the books were very negative, very depressing, what, what I call a difficult read. 
something to something hard to shake off your mind even uh, they stay with you even after you are done reading and they paint a picture of a world where there is no law no justice no sympathy no compassion no humanity it's brutality after brutality and uh, like uh, like you guys have said that there are really no positive characters everyone is gray everyone has is uh, as bad as they can be and it's a dog eats dog world out there so um ajay is definitely a positive character and nida is also a positive character but in age of wise everyone is like always drinking always smoking always stoned always <laughs> completely out of it so i don't know what redeeming quality anyone had in there <laughs> but definitely i wish and hope that most of it is fiction and most of these things are not true that's my <laughs> utopian thought that i i wish that uh, it's not that bad out there but if it is then i know feudal system is bad and um, so so yeah that's my first thought that they were a difficult read yeah i um i remember well this one this part is a joke is that i remember when i first started book club we were like how many pages do we want our books to be let's not go over like 500 pages erin are you okay with it erin's like yeah i think that's a good let's not go over 500 and sophia's like 900 i'm like i don't remember as audio so it's like i don't even know it's just going and going i'm like what the heck but let's um i want to do a um a can i theme. have can, oh before we do a theme can i say one like sure, last yes thing? yes sure so a more in depth thought that i had like while i was listening to your all's response um to first thoughts was wouldn't it be interesting if we compared these books to a book written by or written about like american culture but like from an urban perspective or you know from like a more poor perspective we don't get a lot of books like that do you see what i'm saying like what if it was like I'm thinking like inner, inner city like African American I was actually thinking the street and petri Oh yes perfect perfect like, I was literally like we've done the street by Anne Petri right and this book these two books are kind of that I mean unfortunately we're not we're not go because a lot of you you guys haven't read the street by Anne Petri but that would be something down the road for us to do I really like it but Here's the thing is you've got two Indian authors both are Indian authors uh I think Arvind is a male name right I I'm pretty sure Arvind is a male name and Deepthi is a female name so we've got one male one female author both talking about India and the culture system right so we've got the similarity of what they're talking about but we've got two different points of view and yet both points of view are in alignment now i don't know if they know each other i don't know what their ages are i don't know if they're related but i would like to think that they're completely independent of each other but you have two independent authors male and female having a book that has a very similar theme and a very similar point of view and a very similar darkness about the culture of india so what are your thoughts about that and what is it actually saying but before we do that shanas you have your hand up 
Yeah, I, I would I was just thinking this afternoon about what Erin was talking about. We need to do something, you know, so that we can because I was like two books from the same, you know, similar backgrounds. So I wanted to do something as Erin said. So Erin, you perfectly, uh, you know, you uh, you said what I was thinking about. And then one point I wanted to tell you guys was this age of wise. I don't know if this, when did this book come out? Very Any recent, idea? very recent, I'm sure, because you know, it's on my Libro FM. It was one of my influencer books. So probably in the last year, I'm willing to. Okay. I'm willing to because, think it's in the last year. Because that incident where, you know, it's uh, what um, Sophia was saying, she was talking about the accident. It actually happened. It is a true thing because remember one of the actors, Hindi actor Salman Khan, in oh. 2002, he had uh, been in an accident, drunken driving accident, where he ran over five people sleeping on the pavement and one person died. So that was based I don't know if it was based on that true incident or she just added it in between I don't know you know because that was I was as soon as I read it I was like no this happened in India and it was a hush because he's one of the top actors you know how it is you know instead of him somebody else surrendered and then he was put in jail and then he came out because of the big wigs you know all the political, uh, you know, clout he has and all the power he has. He's one of the big actors in India. So that incident really took place in Mumbai. Yeah. So I don't know if she based it out of it. Yeah, 20 years old incident. The book just came out January 3rd, 2023. Mm. Right, yeah. This, um, this incident happened in 2002. Yeah, I think so. I think, I mean, as an author myself who's working on my own book, you know, they do say it's fiction, you know, like my book that I'm writing is fiction, but it is laced with a lot of nonfiction in it. Okay. And that's the reality of it. You, you write what you know. And so the question is, what is your opinion and thoughts about India and the culture there? Based on the fact I said, you know, you write what you know, the truth is stranger than fiction. You've got two different authors who are Indian authors. And this is the story. What is the message here? What, what do you think about India here? Like, what is India based on these books? If you've never been to India, what is India? Very corrupt power, pleasures, very hedonic lifestyle of rich people who are completely suppressed. So, yeah, it doesn't paint a good picture. So I think I said this when we first did White Tiger, but I mean, reiterate, like, after having read Age of Ice and comparing the two, like, it does not paint a very pleasant picture of India. I've never been to India. It doesn't make me want to go to India. At the same time, I recognize that both of these authors might be, like, their story, their novel might be a commentary, like a social critique commentary, political critique commentary. I can recognize that and think not that they're like overrepresenting the negative side. That's not what I'm what I'm insinuating, but more that just because I've read two books that convey India like this, like that doesn't mean that all of India is like this. But rather, you know, the books that have made it over here because of the popularity of a social critique or a political critique, maybe even because of like Daisy 
people that live here, right, that they, they are maybe more willingness to critique. So there may be a bigger market for that kind of a novel. Um, I can recognize that that might be why I have read like the, the, the books that I've read about India. I have seen a lot of those same themes. I'll put it that way. Dr. Jen? I, I agree, agree with Aaron. Um, another book that I think uh, maybe it's just a little bit of the underside um, that I enjoyed with the henna artist. Um, just mm-hmm. getting, you know, there there's some mobility, but certainly not a lot. Not that I, I guess that we would see in in the U.S. But I'd, I'd still like to see India someday. I think uh, I feel the henna artist is very different. Yeah. For one thing, it's also historic fiction. It's set in the fifties. There, that's true. It's a different and time. And also, it's also set in Rajasthan, and it's got the whole element of the palaces, and there is that mobility with women, and it's very a woman's mobility. And um, you know, the henna artist was more written as a woman's struggle to make it. And uh, I've actually spoken to the author of the henna artist. She's been in my podcast. I've actually met her. And uh, the henna artist is written more as a tribute to her mother for a woman to to rise up. But these books, you know, it isn't a woman's story in these books. There is no woman's upward struggle in this book, in both Age of Vice or in The White Tiger. And, um, you know, the portrayal of India is is grim. So... The question would become, you know, I'm just curious to see if there was a book that portrayed good in India, does anyone even want to read it? I mean, who wants to read anything that's just, oh, all nice and happy? Nobody wants to read something that's good. So you take, a, you know, you take the worst of the worst and you present it. And there is that potentially. Shana, you have your hand up. Yeah. As I was saying before. There's more negativity in these books. That's what's portrayed more than there are so many things which are positive in India. But as said, as I said, you know, like if you have money, I think anywhere in the world, however good the system is, I think there's a little bit of corruption. So that in India, because the big wigs, the big uh, people with a lot of money, it's a little more, you know, evident and it's more uh, a lot uh, in the limelight. I think Sorry? it's a lot yeah, it's more. more. Yeah, it's that's not what just I'm a saying. little more. I think it's a lot more. India. Not more. I accept that. I accept that. The ones who have money can survive in India irrespective of what happens. But there is so much of positivity also. You know, people still go about their daily lives without having anything to do with, you know, they vote, yes. But then, you know, they just keep going about their daily lives. They have their own, uh, what is it, uh, good things happening and all that. So, yes, this is, I think, only a portion of what is happening. I mean, it's a major portion, but it's only, you know, a little bit of what the true India is. That's what I think. You know, um, Sophia, I know you have your hand raised, but I'm going to give you guys a little snapshot of um, conversation. So I'm on uh, Twitter Spaces. Okay, Twitter, it's an it's social audio. So you get a lot of people there. We're just just chatting. And um, I have someone in India. Okay, and then we have someone in Texas. And the person in Texas was talking about how her car broke down or something happened. She was in 
some strip mall in like a small town in Texas. And she was just there. The person in India is like, oh, my God, are you safe? Are you okay? You know, and it was like 10 o'clock. She's like, it's perfectly safe. And I'm like trying to explain to this person in India, like, I can go to the strip mall here at 10 o'clock by myself. It's perfectly safe. And she's like, you mean there aren't people with machetes coming after you? Like, I mean, and that was like literally, it just became a joke after a while. Like we, I just started laughing and the person in Texas just started laughing. We were like, no, people don't carry machetes around here. And not just people like, it's perfectly safe here. She's like, oh, and then it became a machete joke. But... It's, you know, now here I am reading, you know, Age of Vice, you know, like White Tiger. And, you know, you go back to the original question where she's like, are you safe? Are you sure you're okay? Wow, you're okay. You made it home. And the people in America, me and the woman in Texas were laughing about it. But the reality is someone was actually asking the question in very like with care, like going, are you okay? Are you safe? If someone's asking that question. What is that saying about the country? I'm just saying, you know, but Sophia, go ahead. So to answer your question that if this if this was a happy book, would ha- would it have got that much attention or would would we even be reading it or anyone be reading it? So, I mean, we all know that entertainment sells, sex sells, but at the same time, tragedy also sells, especially if you romanticize it and present it and package it well. So this is not the first time this kind of material has come out of India or even Pakistan. Um, if you if we go back several decades, the first Indian movie that won Oscar was Salam Bombay, right? So it was uh, it was about slums. It was about the life of really really poor people, and that movie just got so much attention, international attention, but it painted India in a very very negative light. Then uh, same thing with uh, Salman Rushdie's book, Children of a Lesser God. So that was also a book which painted, uh, which showed a very negative side of India. And then if you talk about Pakistan, the only Oscar that Pakistan has ever won is for a documentary. I think it's a couple of documentaries. And they are they're won by Shamin Ubaid Chunai, who, whose first movie was about, uh, it's called Saving Faces, about acid victims. So the girls whose faces are disfigured by throwing by uh, by throwing acid at them so uh, a very very something that maybe modern world cannot even comprehend that this can happen this kind of brutality can happen but it did so uh, and the other was also about another tragedy so so all these pieces which we can call masterpieces oscar worthy which really got the international nod they did have an element of extreme tragedy and extreme they 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 did portray the their countries or their regions or the religions to which they were associated in 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 a negative light unfortunately so these books are no different in that so i'm just answering that question i let someone else no you're absolutely right and just kind of like you know i'll ask you guys this question how old do you think i was when i knew what an acid attack was how old do you think i personally was when i knew what an acid attack was. Any guesses? Teenager? No. Anybody? I was eight. Eight years old. Now, you're going to be like, how? What do you mean you were eight years old? I was in class. My teacher comes to class and she says, uh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm really disturbed. My sister had 
acid thrown on her face. And we're all like, I, I don't know what that is. You know, she's like, well, when when somebody throws, you know, she was just riding her, bi- her bicycle or something and someone threw this bottle of cold liquid on her face and it was actually acid. And so I'm really sorry, guys, that I'm, you know, just, you know, very, um, I don't remember what she said, but it was like, all I remember is she was like saying that she was upset and she apologized for being upset or something like that. I was eight years old. Okay. And eight years old in school in India. Okay. So now, Sophia, you're talking about this acid attack in Pakistan. And, you know, we talk about the truth being stranger than fiction and uh, the reality of it. I would like, I mean, honestly, I'd like to know what the truth is. What is the percentage of India? I want to know. I, I don't know. But what is the percentage of India that's really good? Is it is it 10% that's good and 90% is bad? Is it 50-50? I don't think it's 50-50. Is it 70-30? I mean, what is that number? What I mean, honestly, in reality, what is that number? But let's, I, I want you guys to think about this and answer it from the perspective of not just India and this book and the numbers, but also from the perspective of, remember how we did the street and Petri, right? What is the percentage of racism, racial attacks in America? You know, like the, you know, what is reality? You know, what's presented if something's negative presented about how blacks are treated? What is that percentage? Because it's not 100% bad. It's not 100% good. It's not 50-50. What is that number of bad versus good? What do you think based on these books. Personally, my gut is saying 80% bad, 20% good. That's my gut. Because it has to be that much of an element if there's... I understand about sensationalizing things and all of that. But it's just how much is too much? I'll be very honest. Like my book, personally, you know, it's about stuff that happened, whatever, you know, it's based on a few stories here and there. But even in the time I'm freaking writing my book, I hear of two more stories, very, very, very identical to my book, which my book was written before I even heard of these other two stories. So it just, it was like very, it's disconcerting. And the question comes up, what do you think is the percentage? You can answer it for the book, for the book's or for America, what do you think is the reality? Go ahead, Sophia. I think the percentage is, is it's a spectrum. So the, no one is 100% good and 100% bad. So there's some goodness and bad people. And, and I hope there is, and we all have some badness in us. So Great, of course. Yeah. So if we, I mean, at the end of the day, we are all gray characters. We are not purely black and white. So it's hard to say that there are 80% black people and 20% white people in terms of their virtues and vices. So, but the the thing is that how many people, it's basically, it's poverty, it's lack of basic facilities, it's lack of education, it's lack uh, not having access to what we call necessities of life that drives our inner vices out and just make people do things that they should not otherwise be doing. So, so yeah, there is a lot of corruption. It's hard to put a number on it. Hard to put a number on it. Okay. Both in India and Pakistan. What is uh, anyone else want to try to put a number on it? Or what are your thoughts on this? Go ahead, Rufat. 
No, you know, Rafat, you haven't spoken the whole time. You just, hello, no, welcome just, back. I just, <laughs> thanks. No, no, I just joined. I'm sorry, I had to. So um, it's, it's a really hard question. Uh, I don't know. I always think that there are more good people than bad. In a given day, we, we come across a lot of good things, which we don't talk about, but we one bad thing happens and we talk about it for years. Last year, the guy cut me in the road and this and that, but we would not talk about every day we drive to work, we come home, we go out, we, you know, ride the airplanes, we never get discriminated, nobody's rude, but one day somebody's rude and we think the whole world is, in my opinion, there's, and of course it varies with everybody, but I think uh, just as a human, we have a tendency of attracting to kind of discuss those things more than more than the positive things. Positive things we really take for granted. Positive people we take for granted. We have so many friends. We have all worked in many different areas. We have all come from, at least most of us have come from different countries. And well, maybe we are lucky, but even in the life of somebody who's not very privileged, of course, there are few lives which are really, really, you know, I mean, it's hard, but I want to say that there's always more good than that even when we read the books about this book, I couldn't say, but we always are able to find and connect to good characters. And then we always have bad characters. We always uh, say, you know, I'm not saying that because, you know, we always say men are like that, but every book we end up liking men characters and sometimes not liking women characters. There's so I think it's just that, of course, we have these books, we have documentaries and irrespective of uh, when you heard about acid attack, if we talk about a young little child here in the U.S., they may have an experience that younger than what we got exposed to things. So again, it's not geographically, you know, I want to say uh, discriminated that way. So to me, it seems like, of course, there's bad people, there's bad stuff, but how many people in a day or in your lifetime have you have met? And if you want to put a number to that, that could be a very personal experience for me. Uh, my hit list, I, I can't say for sure that I really hate someone. I don't. I, I don't know. Maybe if I really think about a, a lot of things in my life, there are people I get annoyed for a minute or maybe for days, maybe for months. And then it's all, it, it's gone, you know? So I don't know. Corruption is, of course, a different thing. But if you talk about number, that's my opinion. I actually am going to, I, I love the rosy picture you're painting. I really do. I, I would love to say, you know. It's not yeah. a rosy picture. I'm asking you. You tell me how many things have gotten in your way. It's not a rosy picture. I it, Poor people um, can lo- a lot of rich me. people. Sunny Vadia, look at him. What kind of life he had. He had money. So it's not even money. It's not, they're, you know, there are women who are happy. There are men who are miserable. They are people from minority. Right, right. But I'm talking in terms of like, what I'm saying is how much of this book is real to real life is what I'm saying. The The reality is this. If I went to India, would I walk down the street at 10 o'clock at night by myself alone? And the answer is mm-hmm. hell no. Absolutely right. not. Would I walk down the street here in Baldwin, Missouri? Right. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. I would. I would. I really would. <laughs> I, like Shana's is saying no, but I would walk down the street here. I was actually, one day I was at, there's a there's a strip mall here. It was like 10, 10.30 p.m. We were outside the restaurant. There was no one else than me and this one guy was, we were by ourselves together there. And, you know, of course, I had my cell phone. Brad's out. Brad knows exactly where I am. 
And by the time I got home, it was like 11 p.m. And Brad's like, I was a little worried. And he's mm-hmm. like, I was looking at your phone and I knew where you were. I'm like, why didn't you just call? Because what if someone, what if something had happened and my phone was there and you didn't know, you know, and I said, next time, just call. I know you knew where I was. You knew who I was with, but just for safety. But the point is I was there and I felt safe. If so if you India, were in I Dallas downtown, if you were in New York downtown, Chicago down, Detroit down, would you be safe? No. There are places in India where you would be safe too. So I think it's not restricted. India is not safe or Pakistan is not safe or Mexico is not safe. People are living there. You have families. We have families. And people get, you know, things thrown at them over here too. So when you talk about safe, it's not India versus uh, America because New York has parts that, you know, we wouldn't take our kids to, or I wouldn't go. And we, we always know where to go. We always know, you know, as a woman, where I should go alone. As a woman, how long should I had, uh, hang out? Even my kids, they're young boys. I wouldn't want them hanging out in late in the night at certain places. I, I, I mean, I hear what you're saying. I really do. But I just feel like the level of... Okay, so if there was a Black person here in this group do you think he or she is going to talk about how fair the world is treating him or her in reality you know what experience depends upon the person's experience but that you're not trying to say for me nothing has happened but people but you're trying to say that all black people are treated equally by that definition i'm just saying that's the level of i'm saying everybody has their own experiences i didn't say all every all women are treated i didn't say that anyway that's not my point your point was to see how real that book is yes and that's the discussion because i really joined late so i'm not sure you know so uh in terms of reality, I I don't know. For, I have to kind of gauge what everybody thought about the book before I go. I missed that part. So Shinas, tell me, what was the general? No, it doesn't matter. It's, it's like we were all saying it was all dark. We were just basically saying, okay, dark is so dark. Okay. And that it doesn't portray a good picture of India. That That's what we were talking about. Good or bad is one thing, but did it, you know, was it true or was it, uh, I don't know, to me, Okay, I was I was a little anxious after reading the book, Karen. I was like, she always picks such nice books, and oh my goodness, <laughs> I, I didn't I pick know. it. I didn't pick this. No, no, no. I'm talking to Erin, and even you know, you guys, you can you know, butcher and, and Rifa, you you wanted this book. Let me remind you that you wanted White Tiger. And yes. we'd already done white. You're like, can we please do white tiger? You can and put the blame on me. I got no, no problem. No, 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 I no. can pick a book yeah. and nobody can like. I, you know, when we, when I you asked you to tiger, join her, and I had to think about this. I had, I had, I had to think about whether we want to do white tiger again. And then Erin added Age of Vice, and here we are. And now you're like going, ah, uh, well. Anyway, Shana, you have your hand up. This is okay. So <laughs> when I told Sophia that you. You know, it's a really nice group. The first thing, if you remember, Sophie, I told you that no one, no, no matter who picks the book, we are very good at butchering it. <laughs> so it's all good. You know, that's how a book club should be. It should not be, oh, I picked the book. I'm not going to take anything against it. Right. So I know we have done it to each other. It's all good. I'm just. It's, it's all good. It's all totally good. I know. But I have to say, I never had. um I, I don't know how to say it. And I don't want to. I mean, she's a young writer and all that. But. I, I don't think I have uh, not liked a book 
this much. I don't want to use the word hate, but oh wow! So you did not like the book? Okay, got no. it. Okay, I did not like for a lot of reasons. I mean, I like the ending. I don't think she, all the way from characterization to her writing style to things she wanted to portray, but she couldn't end up portraying. I don't know. To that's if you are discussing that, I can discuss it. But whenever we discuss the characters and writing style and. Note Whatever to self: Do not give Rifat your book when you're done, Shanas. Okay, uh, Shanas, you you have your hand up. <laughs> so are we still with the butchering the book, or we're yes, we anywhere? We're, we're, we're all I over the place. It, so go ahead. We're all over the place, Shanas. Just go with whatever. We're talking about the reality of the book and what percentage is real and what percentage is not, in your opinion, and why. Uh, in my opinion, I think there's negativity throughout the world. every country has its share of negativity which could be like you know the percentage the percentage might vary you we, we might say oh it's safe enough to go at 10 o'clock out here and it's not safe to go in india at 10 o'clock it could be like you know there are places where as rifat said where you can go out there are places where you cannot go out even in this country that's my opinion okay there are countries which are really really safe where even at 3 o'clock in the night a lady can go all by herself but those countries their system is totally different even a slightest thing they have heavy punishments so people are scared even to do anything wrong so yes there are countries like that there are countries like this there are countries in between so i would say that as rifat was saying it's you know it's individual that's what i think too so it go by experience you go by what you know about the country you know by there are so many things which which take part in this you know the thing which you say oh percentage i don't think you can put a percentage because there is even here now as you say 10 o'clock there's a curfew for my daughter who's 20 but she has to be home by 11 no not more than that you know because i'm worried if she's all by herself on the road there's no soul on the road say something happens you know then i'm going to think why did i even let her go you know so even for me i tend not to stay by myself after a certain time you know but if it is a good part yes like going to shana sozos and being back i can understand that but i wouldn't go downtown i'm sorry to say that but i wouldn't go to downtown all by myself at 10 o'clock in the night you know so as yeah there are certain areas where even in this country you can't go after a certain time so there is negativity in every country the only the percentage varies and as this book goes age of wise i think each and every incident which she has portrayed has happened or is still happening so for me i think she's picked so many negative things and she's portrayed it perfectly that's what i think because even to this day it's happening and i've been in that country longer than shanas so i have more experiences so i i think yes even to this day it happens and uh, in the white tiger that is not as portrayed as badly as you know or as much as age of wise because that's only one person his experience he's saying to somebody i mean to the chinese premier but this one is a, is lot of characters who have you know their experiences in age of wise so i think everything which she said is happened or is happening even to this day 
Um, so I just wanted to say that while I did suggest Age of Ice, I had read it when I suggested it, but I also agree with you, Riffith, that I did not, this is not one of my favorite books. It's not, I actually, I had no trouble with her writing style. I, it is her first novel. And I do think that there were, like you said, some things that she was trying to convey that she didn't, you know, really get that done. And, and, and I, and I, I totally agree with that. It's not her style. It was like, it was so dark. That is why I disliked this book. And while I thought, like when we first read White Tiger, I thought, gosh, this is like so negative. But somehow White Tiger had like was a bright <laughs> story <laughs> com- compared to this, which oh. um, is saying a lot uh, because it also was not a happy book, you know, it, by any stretch of the imagination. So I, do, I didn't like White Tiger when we read it from like the... They're like the likability of the characters or like having hope in the in the world and towards humanity, as Sophia so nicely put it, like you leave both of these books with without that and just kind of feeling like the world is a hopeless place. So that's why I disliked both of the books. So I, I would say if I was like grade if I was giving this a rating on it on technical writing and like how I don't know if the author's point was to make me dislike the characters. She did a really great job at that. She like well executed, right? But uh likability of the story, wanting to read it again? No. No. And it was too long. I agree with the statement that it was too long. And so <laughs> it was um you know, it's the reason I didn't like her writing was to me, this is how I looked at it. To me, it didn't seem like an authentic, mature writing. To me, it seemed like she plucked different things and then she put them together. For example, she wanted to talk about drugs. She did a whole research on drugs and then she tried to put every name of the drug and then she kind of presented it. Then she talked about the rich people. She did the same. She talks about cars. She keeps on six Audis, 10 Mercedes. I mean, it was a very immature writing for me. Uh, It did not seem like a writing that was done after personal experience in any of the things that she wrote. The only authentic thing that I think she portrayed really well was the jail uh, scene where the, you know, whatever was going on. So that's where, like, suddenly she talks about... uh, she starts those historical facts. The farmers were do did like that at that time, as if like she's talking about then she talks about like all these different things. I can't remember, but to me, it didn't seem like a solid, well put together, synchronized book. And each aspect of it or each subject that she picked was really based on her theory. You know what I'm saying? I did not see that she, I could, I, you could tell when a writer has an experience. And so I know uh, last time when we read the book, I said, I love a book when a journalist writes it. And this is it right in my face. She's a journalist and I really did not like that book. And then in terms of characterization, it's not about like, you know how I always look at it. like there are two ways, like either the characters, you relate to them, they inspire you, And you say, yes, that's the person I would like to be. That's a person that I could relate to or or I envy that person. None of the characters could be related to me. Like there was, everybody was negative. There was no one. They were either negative or they were just dumb. 
you know, they, that's all it was. To me, none of the characters could inspire me. In terms of writing the characters, honestly, she couldn't justify the way, what was the name of the girl? Nida. Nida. The, yeah, the way Neda acted, she he she just mentioned somewhere, or because her dad had cancer, I did that because so then nothing could justify whatever she did. Somehow Sunny's actions could be justified by his past or the way he was raised. His the, the dad's characters were okay. Uh, at least they were, you know, showing Ajay's character. I really liked in the beginning and in the end was like, you know, I couldn't understand what was the whole point in in the end I couldn't understand what was the whole point of the book she did make very good points but she couldn't I mean the ending was good actually not that good again it was a negative ending where you know that you blow up your desk that's not a good thing but the you know the rising action I couldn't find that in the book if she had included that I would not have any problem and the rising action is where she couldn't construct the characters she couldn't construct the events again it was all let me research this let me put it let me research so all that that is a very very harsh criticism and I usually don't do that but I I don't know and again it was too long but there are good things about the book I there are many uh, scenes that when we talk about that I liked but uh, this is how I it was a painful book for me to read I was like when is it gonna be done it's not about darkness of the book, but it is about the way she wrote. Before you go, Sophia, Dr. Chen, do you have anything to say? Because everyone else is talking and I just am like... <laughs> I I actually did not like the ending just because I felt like there was no closure. It was just like a continuous chain of horrible events happening after another. And then we got and there's some more happen- There's more horrible events. And I'm looking forward and I'm like, guess what? There's probably going to be more horrible events in the future of all of these characters. I'm kind of curious to know what the horrible events are because I'm still kind of at the heart, like hoping that at some point something good will happen. It was hard for me to put this book down because I was like, I need to find the good things in this book. Where are the good things? And there was nothing. So <laughs> it was, I, I felt like it didn't go anywhere. It's just like just just bad, bad things everywhere. Uh, Sophia, before you go, real quick, Rifat has mentioned in the chat that they say there is a sequel I I don't know how we're going to end this book club with rating and stuff like that, but I I feel based on our discussion so far, it's safe to say that this book club is going to turn down us doing the sequel. I pretty I mean everyone's like shaking their head. We've got like a whole bunch of thumbs down here. Pretty safe to say this book club does not want to do the sequel. So, oh, maybe I should just tick people off and just pick it and my turn. But but anyway, uh, Sophia, you had your hand up first. So Sophia and then Shana's. I, I just want to talk about the writing. Um, so sure. I think mm-hmm. we all agree that it was too long. It was a tedious read. It just went on and on and on. And at, like Rifa said, that there are times when you just want the book and you just keep seeing how many pages are left, how many pages are left. <laughs> so you just keep seeing that. So sometimes events really happen in, in real time. So if an event took one, one if an event spanned over one hour, it took us one hour to read about it because she just she just explained them in such tedious detail. So it, it again th- that also made it a difficult read. The other thing was it was the start I think was very crisp and and tight when she talked about the story of Ajay and how he was raised on a farm and how he came into Sunny's life and. All that part gelled together and it, it kept me 
interested but the moment she just all of us an abruptly moved to gautam and then to to nada i was like i just had to like retrain my brain every time that okay now i have to get interested in this person's story and i kept thinking about ajay and i was like uh, the, the so it looks like this a series of disconnected events at times and then the semi pornographic nature of the book that it, it just looked like as if we are reading a soft porn so it i didn't like that part either so um so yeah those are some of the aspects but it was it was luke's what we can call it a luke's thriller so it, there was a lot of there is an element of richness to it but um, but she just could not she 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 lost control she lost the grip on it by just including too many details about too many extra things yeah i was thinking too you know like the book ended suddenly i'm like what you know the book was so long you kept it kept going on and on and then suddenly it abruptly finished you know like oh that's it so as reference says yeah even i heard there's going to be a sequel to this and i'm like no way am i reading it because if it's going to be another 800 pages no way you know and as sophia said too many details which could have all be cut down you know and i thought so many things kept repeating also like you know sunny badia you know he was Yes, he's into drugs. He's into girls. He's into things. Why do you want to keep on telling about it again and again, page after page? We got that, you know, the first time you said about his characterization, we got it. You could have just skipped so many things. So then maybe the book would have been like only six hundred pages. I don't know. So yeah, there were so many things which were like you know repeated. So it got kind of boring. You could have said why he was like that. even 200 pages before you know why he was so attached he wanted his dad's you know recognition you could have said that long time ago we would have got it instead of going like you no know, end of the book nearly the end of the book uh, and then suddenly you know as she said gautam came in the middle i don't know from where he came why did he even come so you know there were so many things which vanessa said they she could have shortened the book with lot less characters and made it more interesting um i thought there were so many unnecessary things rep- repetition that's what i thought lot of repetitions so when the book was too long in my day, i was like i'm done with this book and then it keeps going and then suddenly it abruptly ends <laughs> like what oh done the book is done because i was thinking it's going to continue and then the book stops the book ends like okay good in a way good in a way like oh oh okay so yeah so for me it was too many repetitions and as uh, ripatu was saying maybe she what to say she um, researched something and then she just put it together so i don't know maybe so many incidences together she just wanted to add everything in one book so that's what i think it was too many things in one book it was like a more of a mashed potato than you know potato fries I like both, but mashed potatoes for some things. Potato fries every time you can have, you know. So that's what I think. Wow, mashed potatoes versus potato fries. Wow, Erin. Um. So okay. Uh, I thought about something when we were talking about. Um. I think Sophia mentioned the disjointedness, like where you just feel like you're just jumping. And I agree. And there was a point at which I was like, "Is the author trying to help me?" to feel what it's like to be on drugs because that's what i felt i was like where did this person come from 
what is happening? How did we get here? There were so many times like that in the middle of that book. I agree. I was like, can this just be over? Like I wanted the, the book to be, it was stretching on, but the disjointedness, I didn't know if she was trying to make you feel as out of control as some of the characters were, but also that might be me giving her too much credit. I'm not really sure, <laughs> but I definitely felt like I was on drugs for part of that. I was like, where is this? There's so many things hitting at one time, but it was not. Yeah. I, um, It was definitely not one of my favorite books, but I, I thought it was a good comparison to White Tiger, to be fair. Like, good comparison. I am going to say I'm going to kind of disagree with all of you and go out on a limb here. I We all agree it's too long. That I will give you that. Definitely too long disjointedness jumpiness I felt like it was jumping I'm like okay what year are you what character are you okay where who you know there were times I'm like who is this Gotham character okay now who is this you know because I'm like I started off with Ajay's character I'm following Ajay then I'm like okay you know then you got Sunny Wadia you got Nida wait what's who's this Vicky guy you know I'm like okay you know I'm following I'm trying to follow there was a little jumpiness there that I felt needed to be smoothed out for sure. Too long, could have been cut. Yes. Now, as far as the writing goes, I personally liked it a lot. And I'll tell you why, because I myself am writing a book, right? And there, there's these, these components when you write a book, okay? And one of the big components is called show, don't tell. And the descript- the basic thing about show, don't tell is this. I can say, Sunny Wadia was in love with Nida. That's just telling you that these two characters were in love. That's not really showing you. Showing you is actually showing every bit of all the stuff he does for her. Every time their hands grazed, every single interaction, showing that those sparks is different from just saying, telling. So you're like, well, couldn't they have shortened it and just told us that he is a playboy and he likes all these women could they have told us that there okay there there are times when an author has to balance show don't tell but i remember listening to this book and i was just like man wow this person's really showing you i'm like i'm walking i'm like going i'm like wow she is going through every single detail like you are there and as an author i felt she did what she was supposed to do now It'll be very interesting to see if the style of writing down the road is going to go towards less showing and more telling. Because I think classics in like, you know, the classics, classics are a lot of telling. There isn't a lot of showing. There's like he was this and he this and there's a lot, there's more telling than showing. And over time, there's a more showing and maybe, you know, the styles, you know, how much show and how much tell is this balancing act. But there were scenes that I just felt like, wow. And as far as Sunny being with women and all of that, I felt that maybe I'm wrong, but I felt that the reason they were showing him with all these women is that because he really did love Nida. Nida was the woman that was always there. That's who he wanted, but he couldn't have her. And so he was compensating with everyone, but he could never find her. And I felt like it was shown well, like his desperation was shown well. So, I mean, I'm, I I mean, there's five of you here. I'm the sixth person here and I'm in the minority 
but I'm going to come from the point of view of actually writing to say that I did like the writing. I, I mean, I agree with the disjointedness. I'm, I'm going to give you that. Too many characters. I felt jerky. I didn't like the end. I did not appreciate the end. I didn't think it ended at all. I was like, what? Wait, you did what? Yeah, all of that I'll give you. But I will tell you it is poetic license for an author to end that way. Because one of the people who read my book, uh, what one of the women who read my book, she one of her comments was like, the very few edits here and there. And she's like, Shanaz, you can't end it that way. She's like, you cannot end it that way. And I was like, yes, I can. She goes, you can't. And I said, yes, I can. She goes, but you're not giving me. I was like, I don't care. That's I'm not going to give you the answer. And so she was like, at least give me this much. End the chapter this way or, you know, and I can I can see how. From I can see both sides. I can see from a reader's perspective, like in this case, in this book, I'm like, you didn't end it. But myself, I'm writing a book and I have people going, you didn't end it. And I'm doing it on purpose. So I can see both sides. Rufat? Oh, I was going to say that I did actually really like the romance between Nida and um, Sunny. That was really a, a beautiful thing. And the way our culture is and the way the whole you know, dynamics were definitely, it was there. Uh, you said something about showing and uh, not showing and telling. Of course, there, I mean, that is an element in any book, whether it's done subtly or it's not, or like, you know, classics and everything. Uh, but that, again, keeps the reader going. So I, to me, that element was not there, but I did like the romance. And I, in terms of writing, uh, I, I know we already talked about it, but to me, again, she, and I hate to say that. Uh, I hope she doesn't listen to this podcast. But uh, I don't think so. It's I okay. hope she listens. It's your podcast. Sorry. It's fine. It's fine. Nobody ever listens to my podcast. It's all I good. Don't know. <laughs> not like you offend her. Now I'm offending you. But it's all good. Um, I know. So, uh, you know, she, and uh, Sophia, help me out here. What is the genre? Sophia and Shinaz, art movie that we call in Pakistan and India. Art movie? Um like an independent indie film type of a thing, like artsy movies. Yes. Okay, that's, I would say social realism. Yeah, Sophia, go ahead. Yeah, yeah slice of life, usually. Right, slice of life, social realism. So she, suddenly she jumps from that kind of writing, a lyrical, romantic to, she changes to like, and then she has very abrupt scenes, intimate scenes about sex. And then she, suddenly she talks. So all that, thing was not coherent for me. You know what I'm saying? Individually, if you take a piece of her writing, a paragraph, a chapter, it might come out really nice. It's just that there was nothing binding. There was no single style that she had adopted in the book, which artfully done could be very beautifully, could be very beautiful thing for a book. But for this, it was a chop. I wouldn't call it a choppy writing, but it was like, I, I don't know. I think I read it as I wrote it somewhere too, that, you know, from like, Suddenly she talks about spiritualism and then she has that scene where there's like that supernatural person comes. So all those things were like not making sense. I understand the, the you know, the, the more things we have in a book, they, they give a new kind of, you know, the, the, the elements are beautiful in a book, but if they're done artfully. So I'm not saying her writing was bad. I'm just saying that the whole put together thing was not bad. A little self-serving. We I would call it a little self-serving. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So in terms of scenes, I don't mind long books. I don't mind long scenes. They have to be consequential. She talks about scenes where Nida is waiting, I don't know, 
till 7.45 in that waiting oh. area somewhere. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that leads to that scene. There's nothing that comes out of that scene. Then she talks about somebody killing a person or going after a person for a chain. And then after hours and hours of uh, like 10 different stories, she talks about that chain. And oh, you would probably have forgotten about that chain by that time. So those linkings are the thing. I mean, overall, the story is not bad. Although I do think it's typical Bollywood <laughs> Indian movie, which you know, with their, you know, angry young man and a rich guy and a this and that and falling in love with the wrong person. It's nothing, you know, more than that. Character-wise, so many characters. It's, to me, this is how I looked at it. It's a latitude, like a longitudinal story, no depth to it. That was my very first thought. Wow. Yeah, I think a lot of loose ends. Like Ajay's story, her, his mother became Christian, his sister, what happened to the sister? So the lot of loose ends that and loose ends are okay if you can understand them i like open-ended books i like books that have ending and the only reason i liked the ending was at least somebody did something otherwise everything was like undone and left and you know that's so i agree with you sophia that's exactly you know so i i just wish she had kept a writing style or transitioned between them in a good way what were the themes in this uh in both the books what were similar themes in the book and were there any themes that was discussed in one book that wasn't in another well, are think? we comparing the books or are we only t- oh, i didn't know we were comparing we are doing both oh okay okay so go ahead about the themes but but if i were to say comparing the two books just like i talked about the main difference that i saw in white tiger and this was white tiger was a very <clears throat> deep book about few characters going deep in their psychology deep in their life and justifying what they were doing as compared to this book, we had so many characters and none of them we were able to look into and see why they were doing. In terms of theme, I let some videos go. I've been talking for a long time. I think one of the themes is corruption. It's an obvious theme in both books. I I, I mean, I think if they were to say one theme that's in both books is uh, corruption. Anyone else with themes? Disparity, definitely. Disparity was a huge theme that there's so much disparity between poor and rich. The poor are unbelievably poor and the rich are excessively rich. And there's a, a grand canyon between them. Another thing I think is caste system, both the books, because in both the main character, Ajay and um, what's this one, Balram, they're both from the lowest caste and then how they rise rise up and come away from it so that they finally get a place in society. That's is, one thing I think. Is romance uh, one of the themes in both books? Yes or no? or Not in White Tiger. White Tiger, was there any romance? I mean, or did uh, I miss it? Between Ashok and Pinky, but not really. Oh, Pinky Madam. But no, that was uh, more infatuation, I thought. No? I'm just asking. I mean, I, I, it's been a while since I read White Tiger. So I know there was mm. the Pinky Madam. I know, I don't know, was, were they married or were they going to be married or something? I don't remember really. Yeah. But She was married to his boss, right? Yes. And every right. time he looks at her, he was just getting all, uh, you know, aroused, that's all. So I don't think it's... They were married. So it's... Okay. Yeah. And in this one... So, Mm-hmm. And in Age of Vice, there's Nida yeah. and Sunny. Any any themes that were unique to one book that wasn't in another book? I was going to add another theme that was sure. combined. Yeah. Like, um, I would say revenge or 
Yeah, I mean, like, I guess that's the right word for it. Revenge. Absolutely. Yeah, both books have that theme. Any other common themes or themes that were in one book that wasn't in the other? Age of wise, I thought there was more that spiritual thing also. She believed in that. Uh, remember that superhuman something, but actually it was his dad, right? Where he goes to the, what is that called? Forest. He's taken to the forest and then he sees the person, right? I'm a little confused. I, did I miss uh, something? It was, it was Sunny who, who went to the, he was, yes, uh, you know, Tied, uh, I mean, blindfolded and tied and taken to, not Sunny, it was, oh, that was, that was, uh, oh my God, I'm getting confused to two books, which are so similar, right? No, he goes and sees, it is Sunny Varia's uh, dad he sees actually, right? They they say he's he's the protector, something, something, they all think he is, but he's in, in truth, he it is his dad. Uh, what's the character's name? He goes and then he, that's why uh, he tries to exhort money by after kidnapping Sunny Wadia. What's that character's name? That farmer. I forget his name. It's one of the Rastogi. last characters towards the end. Rastogi. Mm. Rastogi, yes. Rastogi. Rastogi, exactly. So he actually sees Sunny's dad. That's why he lets Sunny go without killing him. Because he said, you cannot kill him, right? So there's some spiritual thing there, you know. So, but both had spiritualism, right? This also, he believes so much in all the gods. There was another guy, like a villain type of a guy who was some kind of a spiritual guy that everyone was looking for, um, that Rostogi was talking about that. Was that the, was Rostogi the spiritual guy or were the people were like, no, they were looking for, he was looking for that guy. Everyone's like, go talk to him. He is the spiritual whatever and all of that. Yeah, so... I got really confused. I think to, and that's if I remember now, and maybe I got it wrong. That Vicky uh, Sunny was not his dad's son. To me, it seemed like he. That's what they said when you because the guy you see because somebody told him to kill Sunny Rostogi was told by the person, and then gives the guy you see is my son, and that was Vicky Vadia or whatever. Again, I'm confusing. But then he had a very tension kind of a thing on his wedding day, even with Vicky. And he mentions the mom or something. So to me, it seems like that uh, the real dad was not Sunny's dad. Some people like, said the, in the reviews also that uh, okay. he was uh, the real dad. And I think this thing will be explored further in the sequel. So it's really not one sequel. It's actually a planned trilogy. So trilogy. Yes, I wrote. Yeah, exactly. So, a trilogy. Oh, shoot. No, no, I'm not. And, I mean, I the like the book. I really did. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to suffer through this kind of a the system again. I just, I'm not going to do the trilogy. But um, any other things about the theme? Similarities, differences, well, anything? Definitely. Uh, it was, both books were very violent. Violent? Yeah, especially I think Age of Voice has just tons of blood and just too much. Every kind of extreme infliction on human beings was just described or mentioned. I mean, bulldozer crushing infants and it's just uh, extremely, all those kind of extreme bad things that can happen to people were mentioned there. Also hedonism. I think that the rich were leading a very hedonistic lifestyle with, where they had absolutely no redemption, <laughs> no redeeming qualities to them. Maybe Ashok's character was a little bit positive in White Tiger. And Sunny's character also has some goodness in him. But but despite that, he had a very hedonistic lifestyle. 
so hedonism extreme violence and uh, greed i i would say all seven cardinal sins uh, you will find in age of vice it's about vice so yeah you will find lust you will find wrath you will find <laughs> pride you will find all of them there rifat you had your hand up but you put it down Oh well I did it because I'm talking I see Dr. Jen not talking and I was like I'm talking and everything. <laughs> I just wanted to say that the theme that I uh, thought uh, which differentiated from uh, White Tiger from this was in White Tiger uh, I really like how the the writer spent so much time on one person's a thought process over the years how he goes through so it was a very revolutionary kind of I know there was there is it's a negative and dark book too but i can't find that article and the writer had some uh, said something about why what was the reason he brought chinese a guy in there because uh, and he talked about the family it was a very deep thing that he talked about and maybe i'll email you guys if i ever find that article it was really beautifully done but um like the the reason behind the book but i think what i liked was the the way revenge the way he took revenge because he went through so much of whatever was happening to him and he really like kind of sat down and for hours and hours thought about the way life was and to me it was almost scholastic the way he carried out whatever he did not in a good way but what i'm saying is the depth of his insight and the way he got offended by the life was very deep a very different as compared to generally what we see so that's what i thought i think loyalty another thing i thought was similar in both the books was loyalty how ajay was so loyal to sunny and you know even whatever happens he was still so loyal to him yeah, yeah. i right? felt like servitude it was more they it has that master servant relationship was explored in both the books Yeah there was the, so it was master servant with Ajay I don't you know it's interesting master servant versus loyalty what was Ajay looking for I mean he just wanted a really good job what what, what did Ajay want uplift himself from the so called most downtrodden that's what I think both the books were Dr Chan that's what I think I I think he wanted approval which because you know he was put out by his mom um at at the beginning and so I would think he was seeking out that that kind of parent figure approval and he was so he was doing all the things that he could do to kind of receive that kind of positive feedback which is interesting because another kind of parallel theme to that too was Sunny at and then never could um and then even when he finally you know gave up everything that made him happy in the world um still couldn't prove himself to to his dad. Anyone else anything about themes? Well, I and think- I would say I thought it was love too that is what Ajay wanted. I mean because like when he goes looking for his sister, right? Like I think it's more is he he's looking for for love for family like he he wants that. And then I think maybe towards the end really honestly all he wanted was revenge. I mean maybe I'm wrong about that but that's from my it's been a while since I've read it but that's the feeling that I got is by the end he, I mean like he didn't have any hope so all he wanted was satisfaction through revenge I thought they just wanted to get money because money makes so many things happen in India at least so where they're so poor 
in poverty, both of them. So somehow they needed to get that money also, you know, so that they can rise up in the ranks. I felt like at the end of Age of Vice, Ajay was like, you know, he's by himself, like he's free almost, like a, like, it's almost like, okay, we're going to let go of your past, of everything. And now what? And it's just kind of very open-ended. Now what? But you get your freedom. What what does that even mean? That's what I thought about it. I was just, um, you know, what, what were your favorite characters? I don't remember much from White Tiger. I don't remember my favorite characters in White Tiger, but I do, you know, the Age of Vice I just finished yesterday. And um, I would say my, I really, I don't know. I empathize with Ajay a lot. Like, it's just because his journey have been, it just, for me, was Ajay, like all this time, like, you know, and working so hard, even with Sunny, learning, you know, martial arts, learning how to use a gun and just being that ultimate person who can do everything. It's just, if if there was redemption for anyone in Age of Vice, I wanted it for Ajay. But uh, that was like, you know, and White Tiger, I don't remember really. So I'm not going to venture into that. Yeah, same thing. Ajay was the best character and his story was the the best. It was most attention grabbing. And like I said, that it was a solid start for that novel. All that, that's where the writing really shone for me. And um, there was spark in, in her writing. In the other novel, White Tiger, there were actually not many characters. There was Balram. The whole focus was in, entirely on Balram. It was always about that one character uh, other than that, Ashok was just a poor, privileged, I mean, a weak guy with no, no spine, I would say. So, uh, and uh, the, the other characters, like his brother, Mukesh, and all, I mean, they have nothing good to like them. <laughs> Pinky Memsav also, she just came and she went, and uh, there was not much to her also, not much substance to her. By the way, there's a movie also on this uh, White Tiger, yeah, Priyanka Chopra, and Rajkumaria does. In terms of it, like I said before, I think I, I didn't find any character inspiring, even Ajay's. I was like, that's too much giving and in the end he didn't. But I liked that part of the book where he was uh, strategically let go. That was part of the plan. And I really liked that thing because that was one good thing that happened. We forgot to discuss that he was, it was the plan to take him out for the wedding and then he was freed. I think uh, that was one way he redeemed himself, Sunny Varya, or his dad or whoever. I didn't like the characters because they couldn't justify their actions. Uh, but in terms of characterization from the writing point of view, there were a few characters who at least knew what they were doing, good or bad, whether we like them or not as personalities. The dads were pretty, at least they knew what they were doing. Even the wife in the end, from day one, she was like, you knew her character was really, but I liked reading about her at least you know she was very upfront and a solid character that's how I am and that's how the writer portrayed Nida I liked and then I couldn't like Sunny Varya there were times I really liked him but then I couldn't really like him the character who I really had empathy with was Prem the the boy in the jail it was a very painful thing to read I think for everybody not only for me and that was one character who really couldn't do anything for himself, for a kid. Other than that, to me, it seemed like everybody else was self-inflicting. You know, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm like that because of this person. I'm like that. Everybody knows that they can. I mean, it's a big statement I'm making. But to some extent, to me, it seemed like if somebody was really in a place where he couldn't do anything, that was prime. 
and again not i think his character was built really nicely too he the way she portrayed him that's why i like that jail section really well she portrayed sikandar and him very well uh, but other than that i think there were few areas where i liked dinesh when he was trying to tell sunny varia that you are not like your dad and i'm not like my dad but we can be better than that i did not know what he meant but at least there were some solid conversations which was going somewhere so characterization these few characters uh, but other than that inspiration wise not really unfortunately i think as you said like you know ajay of course but then meeda too you know i was a little as a woman how as a journalist how she tries to get more news and then and then uh, what happens uh, you know she falls in love for that character for the person whom she goes to interview and everything and then she has to move away because uh, of that uh, accident driving accident where she was also a witness so her her bernasani's uh, dad had to force you know force her away from everything she knew and go to some other country to survive on her own of course you know she was given money and everything but still you know uprooting from your known place and going to a totally different environment and then trying to establish it's not an easy thing to do for anybody uh, it takes you know a lot of um, what to say work and time uh, and she coming from you know unfortunate circumstances she was put there right and then she finds out she's pregnant and she has to you know get a, a do away with the child too so which was like you know i think sad part because it was not actually she thought sunny didn't want it but actually it was his dad who didn't want it even sunny didn't know till the end that she was pregnant only when the was it dinesh who gave her this gave him his the you know envelope it said that you know he was a dad he was a dad you know and then he asked neda meda and meda says no i thought you did it you know you didn't want it but it was actually his, his dad so yeah they i thought her character was a little sad but whether i liked any character no you know both age of wise had too many characters uh, and uh, white tiger had only one main character and the rest were like you know just a few things here and there so for me i didn't like any character per se Mm-mm, no i i agree i did not like any particular character i think i started out liking netta but um like partway through learning more about her character i was like she's shallow you know she was just like um a, a shallow character and i couldn't relate necessarily to like why she was doing half the things that she was doing so yeah okay well i don't know i mean netta was like she was just fell in with sunny and that she just fell in with the wrong crowd and she fell in love and when you're in love you you don't have judgment so to answer your question as to why was netta doing what she was doing just completely against her character and against everything it was within her character to be insane because she was in love oh she believed herself eh. to be in love and also because she was always drugged and always uh, drunk it's yeah well yeah that was her problem right like i didn't understand cuz she started out not being a character like that like i thought she had more depth of character personality than that at the beginning 
but I do also recognize that her friend that was the um, journalist. Yeah. He kept like telling her like, you know, well, she would question him and why he was kind of trying to investigate this stuff. Right. And he was trying to, to really make a difference in the world. And I thought maybe that's where she was the direction she was going in. But then like, oh, she just decides to get high and drunk all the time. And I, that's where I was like, I can't, I'm done. I don't like you anymore. And so that really ended me liking many of the characters. I did like Ajay, I guess a little bit, but not, he really wasn't that compelling in the long run. I don't know. I agree. I didn't really like any of the characters, at least in White Tiger. I felt like who was the main character? What was his name again? Balram. Balram. Yeah, Balram. I like. I like. I, I felt like I could like him. I mean, he was not totally bad. He wasn't totally good, but he had redeeming characteristics and qualities, and he had been taken advantage of. So in the end, when he did what he did, it kind of felt like justice to a certain extent. So I did like him, but I don't really feel like there was a likable character in Age of Ice, and maybe maybe that was purposeful. Um, so I was going to say about Neda, I agree that when you fall in love, and that was the latitude that I gave her, but uh, I just, what really made me stop liking her was her letter to the editor and saying things like, you know, I did what I did was because my dad had cancer and my mom was, that's where I was like, no, you did it because, I mean, you did it because first of all, you did it, you took all your steps, you are a, you know, an adult person. So I did not like that part. And that's what is a big thing in the book that is missing, that the characters were not justified. In White Tiger, I understand it's it ended up being a negative book or whatever, but he did take a stand against people who do things. And he, it's like I said, to me, it was a revolutionary book. It was something that nobody thinks of doing, you know. So to me, it was, um, uh, I don't want to say... I wouldn't say you were justified by killing people, but he really had a reaction which was very compelling and which was very well done as compared to, again, the justification part comes there. So uh, I think the way the character was developed by the writer was really well done. That's why I like him. Anything else about either of these books? Anything about crossing? I can I can say that. I told you that I have not finished Age of Ice. I've only read two thirds of it. So I still have 300 pages left. So I don't know how it's going to end. Who will die? Who won't die? So at this point, if you ask me, did Nida die? I don't care. Did Sunny Wadia die? I don't care. For Ajay, I want him to get some relief and some maybe get free and go help his mom and his sister take her out of the brothel and so I do sympathize with Ajay's situation and his story because maybe it was built over the first 300, 400 pages. So uh, we got plenty of time to connect with him and plenty of time. And he didn't do anything wrong to anyone. He was just always, always being the best person possible. So uh, other than that, I don't care who dies, who lives. I'm sorry, Sophia. I did not know you hadn't read the book. And I kept him. <laughs> I, I don't care. I t- told you I always read the last page first. <laughs> this time I did. <laughs> I do <don't> always. <laughs> For oh the my goodness! Oh my goodness! <laughs> I've done the murder, and I'm like, then I'm like, always like, okay, Alhamdulillah, not this person. <laughs> don't put the blame on the poor dad. He didn't do it. <laughs> Anything else about 
either of the books or do you want to go into the rating of the book and uh, books? Nothing. Okay. Do you want to discuss the cover or do you want to skip that? No. Okay. Let's just go with the final rating on both books. So who wants to go with the final rating? We'll just go with Age of Vice as the first rating and give me a second rating for White Tiger. So Age of Vice will be the first rating. White Tiger will be the second rating on a scale of zero to five. I think no. I I would give it two I would give it two point five to a maybe verging on a three for Age of Ice. It was too long. I think I gave White Tiger like a three to a four. I don't really remember back when we I did not reread it. So back when I originally read it, I I, I would pretty much stand beside that now. Okay. Anyone else? Shauna's? Age of Vice, I would give a three because there were too many characters for my liking. And then it was too long because at times you were, I got bored, you know, I was like, please, okay, I know what you're trying to say, but, you know, just say it and then keep going, uh, you know. So that was too, it was too long for my liking. White Tiger, I would give a four. I liked the book. I liked because it was how Balram is saying the story. It was a first-person account, right? I like the way, and not many characters to get me confused. Uh, as Sophia was saying, you know, suddenly you think, who's this character? Where did he come from in Age of Vice? You know, and then you have to backtrack and think, oh, this person was, you know, a few sentences here and there. And that character, you know, you have to really sit and think who that character was so that you, you know, continue with the book. So, yeah, Three, and uh, this one I would give a four. Age of Vice, I don't know, 2.5 to three. I don't think I've ever given a book that low, but 2.5 more towards that side. Uh, White Tiger, I didn't reread it, but when I read it, I loved it so much. I actually read it two times. I listened to it, and then I bought the book too. So I loved it a lot. I It's a 5.0 book for me, for sure. And uh, uh, when I read it at that time, too, I don't know, in a couple of years, it was the best book of that year for me. And now you think it's still one of the best books that I've read. So I'll give Age of Vice, I would say, two whole and 19 over 20. It's just close to three, but not perfectly three. And the other one, 3.999999999. I would say at infinity, it will approach four. Okay, we'll round up. Uh, <laughs> I actually... I give Age of Vice 4. I really did like it. I, I liked it. I know it was long, but like I said, I just kind of like just being there and just following all the little things. I mean, I was jumping, but I, I give 4. White Tiger, I remember when we read it two years ago. I mean, it's from two years ago. I remember I'd given it a 5, but now two years later, I, I don't remember it as much. Hasn't stuck with me after two years, so I'm going to bring it down to a 4. So I'm going to do a double 4 on um on white tiger so um that's pretty much it well i think that's it for this time's uh book club for doing age of vice and white tiger and thank you all for coming and that's it for book club as far as this podcast goes I am behind. What else is new, right? However, I am working on getting caught up. I know I've said that quite a bit, but this time I'm working on it. I'm really, really, really working on it. 
I actually just recorded an episode, one-on-one episode discussing the book Verity by Colleen Hoover. So that's like an added, you know, book talk. And uh, I know I have episodes coming up, so please, please, please be patient with me. And thank you. Before I go, if you loved this episode or any of my previous episodes, please take a moment to write me a review on Apple Podcasts. Please share this podcast with your family and friends and through your social media channels. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram on Living a Life Through Books. I'm also on Clubhouse. Look me up by name. I'm on TikTok. My tag is at Dr. Shnaz Ahmed. You can reach me through email. My address is livingalifethroughbooks at gmail.com. My website is shanazahmed.com. That is S-H-A-H-N-A-Z-A-H-M-E-D.com. The opening and closing music to this and all my previous episodes was composed by my husband, Brad Slavik. I'm Dr. Shanaz Ahmed with Living a Life Through Books signing off. Remember to water the seeds within you. It's time. It's time.